Hello and welcome to the Two Blokes Talking podcast. Here with your host, Anthony Theolis. And Dwayne Straffel. Um, but we're, we're taking the time to get this one done. I don't know why, actually. Um, I just think we've sort of like been busy um, doing our own thing. Uh, which I, I know we have to do our own thing, but um, I think our podcasts were originally about... Um, Talking about news topics, wasn't it? And then sort of like topics on the back of news topics, if that makes sense. Um, so we've, I think it's probably been a conscious decision just to not put any pressure to record it because obviously there's there's not no real news topics, is there? Because there is, it's all about the lockdown the and yeah. the same thing, uh, which can get a bit. I don't know. You can let it consume you if you get get too much into it. Like you get sort of like wrapped up in it you're looking at news all the time you're doing this you're doing that um and you're you're trying to second guess about what's going to happen um so i think we've sort of like not put any pressure on it and we've gone away watched a tv series and then we're gonna (laughs) talk about that Um, it's it's taken time to adapt hasn't it that's what it is i think that's what's in the the thing we're out of the norm aren't we so Mm. our normal thing is we see each other every day. We speak to each other every day. Yeah, yeah. Which we still have. Um, mm. But there's been days where there's very little to yeah talk about. Yeah, think, well, I won't mention. I won't speak today because then when I speak tomorrow, about, yeah, yeah. there'll be something to have a conversation about. Uh, but then it's it's weird then because on the on the flip side of it, and I, and I know we're recording this. I, I always think. I, w- I wonder if he's all right because he's been a bit quiet today, or vice versa. So, like, <laughs> so it's really, like, really strange because I think we're all um, hyper aware of how everybody is, as in um, just making sure everybody's all right, um, yeah. mental health and things like that. And so, I think I'm hyper aware of people close family and friends and things of how they are and how they're dealing with it and, and, and things like that. So it's been a bit been a bit strange. Like, you know, first, uh, it sounds weird, this, but we've only realistically been off work 13 days when you don't include the Easter holidays. Right. Because we'd have been on holiday anyway. Um, so, But it feels a lot longer than that there. It feels really strange. It does feel as if it's getting a bit tedious now um but yeah it's it's a it's a weird thing but you know you just got to take each day as it comes i suppose aren't you yeah that's it right we'll get into what we always do it might be two weeks with this uh, <laughs> as we always do though Dwayne, how's your how's your last few weeks been um i think we i've just had a look on here we last did a video call on the 8th of april I think we're now on the twenty third, is it? So, so there's a lot of lot of stuff. You become more, a lot of changes. You become, um, um, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll get <laughs> on about that later. But you've been, you've become a five k specialist. Yeah, you know, hasn't everyone? Um, <laughs> I think this is one of the good things to come out of. Um, to come out of this, if if we can look at positives that. I've never seen so many people um, when I'm out and about. I've never seen so many people exercising. Um, yeah, and it's become a bug. I think it's become a 
if I can call it that, like a, an addiction a little bit. Like you look forward to your time of exercising. Yeah. Because uh, you took that for granted before. You could just mm. go to gym. You go to gym or you go training or oh, can't be bothered. Yeah. Now, now you look forward to that. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to get that out. I'm going to train. So I've really That's a release, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, That's yeah. I've I've really got myself into into running. Um, and you know anybody that that knows me or that I figure tell you that I play I play rugby. I'm, I'm a sportsman, but I hate running. I hate the the fact of just going just going and running because it's boring. Um, yeah. But I think I've got a newfound respect. For it, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got myself into it. I've bought myself an heart rate monitor. I've set, signed up to apps uh, to track me running. I've bought some uh, specific clothing for running, um, and it's and it's, it's it's become one of those things where oh, I've got a time and I want to beat yeah, that time, yeah. and I'm tracking me every kilometer. And uh, you know, yeah, I'm only running five k, which is which is nothing really compared to, to some people, but I, I'm building it up and yeah, yeah. I managed to get a PB on, on 5K. It feels good. And I, I'm actually, I finish and I'm sat here today and I'm, think, I'm thinking, I oh, can't wait till for my next run, which I'm going to rest today. But um, yeah, it's, that's what my week's been about that. And do you know what? Like, there's never going to be a time again where I'll have this opportunity to, to, to look after me. Yeah health as much as what I am and, and to be able to look after my diet because I've been doing things like tracking calories uh, as much so that's what I've thrown myself into uh, it's, um, it's an opportunity to press a, a massive reset button in it yeah. um, and I think that's where you've got to look at it uh, where I'm looking at it um, press that reset button um, and sort of like be focused on the things that are important type things and whatever that is uh, just put your energy into them into your daily thing uh, whether that be watching your kids grow up like you said exercise diet learning something new and sort of like getting rid of the rubbish yeah. offloading all that and, and so it's a, it's a great opportunity for that but I can remember when I, I started training for an half marathon I didn't sort of like beat myself up over times but it's probably, and it sounds weird, just because all you're doing is running. But when you know you've got to run, or when you want to, like you are doing, you're focused. Um, I think mentally, it's one of the toughest disciplines that you could do. Like, say for instance, Mo Farah. Yeah. He'll train with about four or five guys, and they'll be competing each. But then when he does his runs on his own or whatever. <laughs> Once you start doubting yourself here, or you start getting tired, and you, you, your mind—it's a—it's a weird thing, and it? it's a wonderful thing, but it's a—it's a weird thing um, because it plays all sorts of games on you. Uh, does your mind when you? Because when I did it, I got up to about nine or ten miles when I was doing my training, and I like when you feel yourself getting tired having to push yourself that extra and that extra knowing that you need to do it it's it's a weird thing um but yeah it's like you say i've got probably a lot more respect now for those that are running i think i'm a bit envious of people that make running look easy to be honest like <laughs> you know like glide along the road and you're like look how easy that looks for them like, it's just bonkers but um it's, you'll be um, you'll be playing on wing when you go back to rugby well, mate, listen up. 
I, before we finished, my assistant coach kept threatening that I was going to be a prop. Uh, uh, I don't want to end up there, mate. I'm not ready for that yet. So no. if, I, if I can get a few kilos, then I, I can stay where I am in back row. <laughs> get, get too much off all the department centre. Centre, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but no, but... That, that's that's kind of been my week. Um, plus, then obviously being home with family, which everybody is. Um, and I was said to my missus, I don't think my son will never realise that it was now nine week, well, it's ten week old today, ten week old today. Wow. Uh, my son will not realise how lucky he is. Um, he'll never know um, mm. because my my other children have always had to, and credit to my missus, uh, they've always been brought up with daddy's, daddy's there. Then he goes to work. Yeah, yeah. Then he come. Then I see him for an hour. Then Daddy goes training, and then fruit nights. Obviously, because I'm tired, I didn't do that much, uh, which yeah. I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say. But with my son, I, I can honestly say I've been there, barring the two weeks we actually went to work. I've been there 24 seven of his life um, so far. And I know that's only ten weeks, and people are like we should be, but. You, you'll understand kind of where, where I'm where I'm coming from. I'm being there all the time, and they're, look, they're lucky enough to think that you know at the minute we're still getting paid. We look we look yeah. at that aspect, um, so we can still have this normal life, but be at home with our children and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's it's brilliant, and I'm loving that. I'm loving seeing him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think um, with our first bar now, though, we did shared parental leave, um, and yeah. so I were able to. It worked out we work and stuff that I were able to spend five months with him. Um, but what it did do is sort of like strengthen that bond that were already there. So they strengthened their bond with you. Because um, then they trust you a lot more because you then take the role of the mum but uh, as a dad. Yeah. And then the the trust, trust built and everything else. Um, and it, uh, I, Never regretted it. Like it, were, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant experience because it threw you in the deep end of, with a lot of stuff yeah. as well. So you had to learn a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm always grateful for that time because there's not many dads that do get that time. If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I was always very thankful for that, and I loved it. And it made me sort of like realize how sort of like how important things are, but. I think then overall it, it strengthened yeah. our sort of like bond, if that makes And I think you don't, as a dad, you don't realise the actual benefit to yourself, do you? No, um, no. Um, I know with, I felt that a lot with my last, with my last, with, yeah. with my um, second youngest, with, with Layla, uh, who's now uh, six. I remember being, having the lifestyle, as I said, and because of the job we do, obviously, we get the holidays off. Mm. Um, and I remember she used to, I used to go and see her when I'd come in from work and then I'd go see her before training. And she were like, you know, a bit, yeah, a bit like standoffish. Um, and she used to cry and I used to give up. It made me feel uh, inadequate a little bit as, mm. a, as a dad inside. And then when the school holidays came and I had six weeks at home with her, the difference because my missus were at work and me being at home with her for six weeks. At the end of it, you know, I were a favourite, and I dare say I'm still a favourite now. Don't know, <laughs> but she'll tell you that. I'm still a favorite. Um, it made such a difference that 
any dads that actually listen to us or watch us, watch us on a take that time with your kids and that's just uh, because yeah they are they do get annoying and they do do your head in but that time is so precious it's, it works so much in your benefit well I think the dynamics of parenting have changed now aren't they like um, so like when I was growing up uh, my mum would look after us and my dad would go out to work now the dynamics change that you can't really afford to do that yeah um, so then you roll you sort of like the dads have to take on more of a role because the mum has to take on less of a role because the the pressures of work, so you have to combine them. Um, and so then that changes, and I think what it did is then it made made me realise how tough it was. Um, but then also, it's sort of like because I think it's 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 a bit weird and strange for the dad because. The baby doesn't affect you until it's here, you know. As a, as a female, you, you sort of like grow that baby. It's with you for the full journey, isn't it? the nine months, and then the first however long, uh, and if the breastfeeding. So there's that instant connection there, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, and then as a as a dad, I think you have to grow that connection it, because you haven't be you're not really a part of the pregnancy journey are you because like I say it doesn't affect you and so then you have to work and you have to grow that connection and and, and things like that and that, that three months and which totaled into a five months allowed me to do that and it fortunately it's sort of like working out the same with my youngest etta that you're allowed because of the circumstances we're allowed to spend um, a lot more time with them and it makes you appreciate it, but also makes it, it, it's a good grounding and rounded experience that allows you then to grow as a parent, if that makes sense, um, which is good. And that's, like I said, one positive that I'm looking at this virus is we're getting to spend all this time with family, immediate family. Um, we won't get that again. We're only holidays or whatever or... But we won't get this period of time to spend with him, and I think that's important to you grab something for individual circumstances. You grab it and you you keep hold of it in these in these times, and you use that as to keep going through. Um, but yeah, it's good, isn't it? Like being at home with kids. Yep. Um, my week or my few days. Well, as you can see, if you're watching on the video, um, I've gone grey. No, I've not gone grey. <laughs> <laughs> been oh, wicked. No, I couldn't grey. I've been to, uh, before. So Paddy McGuinness did it on Instagram, right? But I've been wanting to do this for weeks, if not longer. Have I said it to you that I wanted to bleach my hair? Yeah, ages ago. Do you want to highlight it? I think you told me. Uh, no, I never highlight it. But it's just some up. highlights in there. Like boy band shirts, yeah, I think I did, yeah, but not pretty enough. I've been wanting to do it for ages, and then um, on Instagram, Paddy McGuinness did it, and I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. I haven't done it because he's done it, but it will sound like that. But um, I thought, do you know what, I'm gonna do it, and so I did it. What I've always wanted to do it, whatever better time. Um, so yeah, a bit strange to get used to at first. Well, I want to copy you and do mine, yeah. Uh, just because I thought, you know what, like you say, we're, we're, you're never going to be able to do it again. <laughs> no. uh, but Alice said no. Did so, you? That, 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 that was that. Well, I thought like first. You look stupid. 
<laughs> yeah, well, um, Gemma, my uh, partner, said, you will look stupid, but I'm, like, I'm not bothered. Like, I'm doing it. And she she, she, she did it in the end. Um, but yeah, good fun. Um, so I bleached my hair. I've been doing, what else? Exercising. Then I had a few days off from exercise, actually, because I felt like that getting consumed by it, if that were... Yeah, okay. So I just, yeah, getting, too, like, putting too much focus on your daily workout, if that makes sense. Uh, when we're working out, when we're doing da, 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 that's all I sort of like. So I had a few days off, and then I got back into it a bit. Um, feeling healthy, though, I do feel healthy. Um, but other than that, what else is there to do? Like, we've watched the Netflix series that we'll get into, but... Um, Spending time with your kids and and then the funny thing is now is the days are going really quick. Yeah. So, so I think we've adapted to it now. So when we were first off, what I realised was, oh, it's only 11 o'clock, oh, it's only 12 o'clock, oh, it's only this. And then now when I look, like your morning's gone out, it's dinner time. And then it'll come round so quick we put the kids to bed. Yeah. And so it's happening so so quick now. And I don't know if that that's whether it's a, a sign of um, that we've adapted now, wouldn't it? We're fully in it. Um, yeah, day, days do seem very short. I must I must admit. I don't know if everyone else is feeling the same, but it does feel like you can. I, I'm getting up on a morning and doing empty empty stomach uh, cardio, and we we sorting out like. Um, Maybe she goes for a run and we sort kids out and we do little bits. And before you know it, it's like half eleven. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. I haven't had my breakfast yet. No. And then you want to have your dinner and it, it's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it does fly. And then next minute you look at the clock, it's five o'clock. And you think, oh, should we go out for a walk with dog? And then, yeah, yeah. Then next minute, you had to, it's half seven and you're starting to sort kids out and sort you and out for bed. Yeah, it's, it's bonkers. You just said that. It's kind of has just clicked to me and thought, yeah, you know what? Like, days are really short. I've seen really yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go back to work and they'll drag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not because of work. But <laughs> father, the father watched this. Um, I'll tell you what I have got into, though, and I told you I was going to do this. And I'm sort of like, not, not wishing I hadn't, uh, I wouldn't have better. The, um, started a new season on Football Manager and it's like a simulation game if you play Football Manager you know but you get into it so you manage a team so then you look after transfers and your tactics and you do press conferences and God. did I send you the Ruby League one? no but I've got it the new one? no I've got I, I don't know I bought one there's a, new, there's a new one I must have seen it in, uh, advertised on somewhere and I screenshot on loads and I'm like I'm going to send that to him because he's more relatable to, to rugby than you are to football and I thought he'd, he'd like that but they must have brought a brand new one out a new new one well I've got yeah. one I got. I ended up actually funny story this I ended up buying it buying it twice this sounds really daft I bought the so the CD version yeah were really cheap on Amazon Something like six or seven quid, this rugby league manager. Yeah. Anyway, it arrived. I uh, went to put it in my um, laptop. <laughs> now you'd think I'd take this before I buy it. My laptop didn't have a safety drive in it. 
I was so excited to buy this game that I bought it without checking. Um, so then I, I thought I'm in this now. So I, and then I, that, I ended up paying to download it. So I got the downloaded version. So in my house somewhere, I've still got this unopened. Oh, you might as well give that to me then. I know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, post it. You might get it in the next couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> June. Yeah, <laughs> probably quicker to give you at work. But um, yeah, so I'm in football manager. Um, yeah, it, it becomes an, that that becomes quite addictive. Yeah, because it's all about team performance and wanting doing well, signing players, this that, and other. So I'm in that. Um, took over Sunderland after watching that Sunderland till I die. I think <clears throat> um, just got promoted to Championship. Now we've just been. What's that? Getting. I know exactly. <laughs> um, ended up on something like 109 points what season. Um, but it's really weird, like because you can Google things on it, like um, the Cold Wonder Kids on there, like young players. And if you Google Football Manager 2019 Wonder Kids, there's people that's gone out there. It's a mass. There's a massive forum for it that they will. There'll be lists of players that you can buy that they've rated as Wonder Kids that'll do massive things for your team. So you find yourself on your phone like looking at players to buy really cheap because <laughs> you know because you know what they're going to become. Yeah, what they were going to become. Ah, right, okay. There's a massive forum for it, like, and so it's like a cheat, like a cheats thing. Well, yeah, but obviously everybody can can do it, and it says like, say, learn this player from Southampton called Sam Gallagher. He'll score a load of goals for you. So I learned him, and ended up banging him thirty-five goals that season. And you just like, yeah, it's class, honestly. And wow. It's so it's so addictive, like that. Do you, do you remember? I'm not going to go off on tangent too much, but. Just when we think, do you remember when you were a kid and you had a, I don't know, whatever you had, a PlayStation 1 or... Yeah. And uh, every month you used to go out and buy the, I can't remember what they call it, that you bought a magazine and it had like a cheat book in it. Yeah. And you'd open it up to find your game and it'd be like, uh, press start menu and press up, down, left, right. Right, square, yeah. Right, yeah, up, yeah. Down, left, left, right, start, <laughs> R2, L2. <laughs> and put it all in to get this cheat. <laughs> Never got it right. Don't well, work, work. Yeah, can you remember when we were at work and I were talking to you about something called, it used to be a TV programme called The Games Master. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we used to watch it every week because we, we didn't know what cheat we were going to be on, but they'd give you a cheat every week. I forgot, I can't remember the guy's name. He used to wear a monocle and he used to give it Winston out. Winston Churchill. Oh, it looked like Winston Churchill. <laughs> but, um, I, don't, I can't remember his name. He was a, a famous astronomer, though, I think it was. Oh, he was something, something like that. And he used to give a cheat out. He was a games master. He used to give a cheat out. But this programme was really weird because all it was were people competing against people in a studio with a crowd on computer games. And that were, that were when we were kids, so we used to watch that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think um, this is probably a subject for another podcast the esports you know they've become massive now aren't they um i know sky's jumped on some with formula one aren't they and and things like that they've been doing formula one races and um, sports people have been doing that um, right so esports have become big and obviously grand national ea sports or e- no esports so it's electronic sport um, oh, so pe- yeah yeah so people just like have a computer log in and they 
play against each other. Um, oh. well, in terms of Formula One, they've been racing against each other. So, like Ben Stokes did it and, um, against some Formula One drivers. And they had a race. <clears throat> um, and that were on Sky, or they've been sort of like putting it on. Um, I think they attempted it with the darts. They tried to do a darts tournament last Friday. Did you tune into that on Sky? I didn't, but they were doing it from their own. Oh, no, says, yeah, and a couple of players, yeah, this is how shambolic it was. A couple of players couldn't then take part because the Wi Fi signal wasn't strong enough. Oh. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, I, mean, um, I didn't really watch it, I saw it, um, but it looked terrible. It looked like a terrible idea. Uh, the production of it were absolutely diabolical. And I, I, I sent the link to my dad, and he watched it. He said, I like watching paint dry. And then it just goes back to what we were saying about wrestling and things. Yeah. Darts is nothing without the crowd. Well, um, I, th- I think I'd, I'd mentioned wrestling with, without knowing what, what I'm going to mention now. Um, and we'd spoke about it and you'd said about the losses and things like that. And then it uh, kind of transpired that obviously after WrestleMania, I'm presuming that it obviously wasn't as successful as what they thought it were going to be which I knew that they knew it were going to be <clears throat> down in figures but obviously <clears throat> must have been that low that they ended up releasing um, 20 uh, 21 right 21 superstars um, as they call oh, them right um, and one one of them um, what a, a, a British guy who were kind of up and coming uh, his name eludes me I, I can't remember but he put an emotional post on um it were all over Twitter and Facebook of him he were crying and he was just saying like how he wasn't about the money for him, he just loved the business um, and he loved being part of WWE and he knew that he'd been told that that, that were him done uh, because they couldn't afford to keep him on and he were going to go out and do his last kind of fight sure. show and they were going to give it his all and this guy was so It's not him that played rugby is it? I don't think so. No, no, no. Not the no. one who we know. Um, no. But he dedicated his... You have to find the video. He dedicated everything to, to getting to this point. And, he, so, and then just to be released after making yeah. it. Um, and then there were there were people like on there, um, I like a bloke called Zack Ryder, who's, who's been in WWE his whole career, like 15, 20 years, whatever, and he, and he built his way to where he mm. wanted to be and stuff, and they've had to let him go. And it's mad. I don't know how odd they choose who gets let go and stuff, but it's bad when you when a sport like that that's the big, it's massive, isn't it? Is it, wrestling like they make so much money off of the children, and for them to re- release after release twenty one from the contract, say, yeah, it, it is bad. And what what else do they what else do they know? Like you know. I suppose like you play professional sport, albeit part time. So then you have to have something else to fall back on. Yeah. Now I don't know the the environment of wrestling. Um I know they're trying to do it now in rugby league and stuff where you, you have something to fall back on. Um but I don't know what wrestlers have. I don't know what what they can go back to. Like you, you a lot of them a natural transition for them would have been into the health and lifestyle industry. Yeah. 
from wrestling because you know they've been around training they've done this they've done that or training wrestlers now all those industries at the moment are on hold aren't they so yeah i mean and i don't know the lifestyle uh off to a tear i read anything but but what i imagine is that for the younger guys i can't imagine that they've got i might be wrong i can't imagine that they've got families and people because they're always on the road aren't they and yeah, the, yeah. The reason why wrestlers are still able to compete is because they're all together on the road. They live. Together. Yeah. I'm guessing they all live together. So these these young guys, all these people, they'll be on the road, wrestling, going to place, and then to be able to then be released and being kind of like, right, there you go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do they have houses? They haven't got mm, a job. Do, yeah, where, yeah. where do they go? Like they used to training every day and they... preparing, but they're just going to be just like boom. Yeah, and then obviously you look at the flip side of that, you know, these young guys <coughs> that have had the livelihoods taken off them. Um, I don't, I'm, because I'm, I'm not invested in it, I don't know a lot about it, but then you've got the the welfare issue there, don't you, after that, on the aftercare, sort yeah. of like, um, which, as for any professional sport, and I'm not knocking professional sport, but you're on the... You're only valuable when you're performing, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the aftercare, I'll speak from my experience, my aftercare, my life after rugby were non-existent. You know, no one rang me up to say how I was when I'd finished and this, that and other. When I decided to play, I don't know if that's changed from then. That would be a good 10, 15, maybe 15 years or no, 10 years or eight years, seven years since I played. No one's gone out and any house things, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I don't know where the responsibility of that lies. I don't know whether it's your clubs that you played at or if there's a, a central body that gets in touch with you. Um, so in terms of that, you know, so these guys have been released. What's the aftercare for them? Because the livelihood's stripped away. And I just hope we don't see a lot of, you know, young sportsmen taking the life. Um because of it. That's going to be the downside, isn't it? Um, but yeah, like you said, they'll be on the road a lot, won't they? And they'll be used to travelling around and that's taken off, taken away from them. I think we, I'm just looking at the time here and conscious of the time. We were going to do a, like a review, weren't we? But we sort of like just had a... This is what happens when you don't speak. For so and, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have a conversation. So we'll probably just keep rolling with a, a sort of like a, a random conversation and then we'll we'll try to get this review in. We will get this review in. Um, but we'll, I'm just conscious of time as well, so we'll just keep keep rolling with this. Um, in terms of that, um, obviously you're not playing now. Yeah. Um, any indication of when you get back playing? No, do you know... Um... I think originally they'd said that um, it was going to be till beginning of April and then it got pushed back to end of April. And then I think there's been a few proposals uh, right. saying that they're going to try and get things rolling again. In May, uh, people playing um, kind of behind closed doors. And then I got a thing sent through on one of the WhatsApp groups about that. I don't know how legit it was, but they'd been... Advised that they want players to play in masks, in, right. in um, yeah, you know, yeah. protective masks when they're PPE. playing. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get it. It's a non non-contactable the head sport is rugby, but 
also that's going to not going to it's going to restrict your breathing a bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's the answers. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. It's mad. I want to get back. I want to be back as soon. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. And I think for for myself, and I, I don't know. It's for real. The furlough. The, the, fur, the furlough. Um, kind of thing that everyone's going through. I'm presuming that everyone will be in the same boat. This is the first month, isn't it? Of yeah. Every, so people get paid monthly is what I'm saying this only opened be, Friday oh, they only opened on Monday didn't it to so, apply so this will be the <laughs> first kind of week or the, the first month end of the month where it will come into to play and I, I'm yet to to see where how that goes um, yeah, yeah. with my with, with rugby because as a small business we've had to they've had to do that um, and I think because obviously, obviously clubs can't sustain otherwise and um, no I mean there's a <laughs> I see this every day. Uh, we're going on the sidetrack. Uh, a moral issue. So a few Premier League clubs, didn't they? Uh, decided to furlough the play, uh, not players, uh, the the non-playing staff. Now, I don't have a I don't have a problem with small businesses, and I don't really have a problem with what's come out this week with Victoria Beckham's fashion label furloughing her staff. Yeah, because they're two separate entities, aren't they? Yeah. Victoria Beckham will have a. Uh, personal finance, what they've amassed, but then she'll um, set so much aside for a business, which I understand not as profitable or losing money. Yeah. Now, I know some people have come out and slagged her off for furloughing her staff, but if if she's if her business is losing money already and she furloughs her staff, that will allow them to keep their jobs for the time being, and that'll save that yeah. business. So then it goes back. Now, what I do have a problem with, though, morally, is these football clubs that are furloughing non-playing staff, but yet are still paying playing staff three hundred grand a week, and then they're furloughing the non-playing staff and putting them on eighty percent of taxpayers' money, and probably topping it up with twenty percent of their own money. Which what will they be on? So, like a steward that turns up for games, probably on minimum wage. Furloughed eighty percent, yet they're paying someone three hundred grand a week. It, 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 it's morally wrong, isn't it? Yeah. And what what's further morally wrong about it is players that are refusing to take pay cuts. I think it's absolutely disgusting. Um, I think I watched Good Morning Britain the other day, and Piers Morgan obviously is an yeah, artist. Yeah. They were talking about Mesut Ozil, not. Refusing to take a pay cut, I. What, an idiot. And, what a selfish, yeah. selfish yeah. I, I, I do agree with that, but we shouldn't know that he's refused to take a pay cut. No, 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 we shouldn't. Um, I like that uh, MP that Hancock. Uh, he defends himself by saying, "Oh, he got asked a question about footballers, but he didn't hesitate to nail them to a, nail them, did he? Like saying, oh, footballers should be doing this, that, and other. Yet they'll be." CEOs of big companies earning a lot more money than footballers um, that are not taking pay cuts. This and other. I agree, they should take a pay cut. They're in a an afforded position currently, uh, shall we say, um, and they're in a fortunate position that they're getting paid well for something that they enjoy doing. Um, I'll never knock a footballer for how much to get paid because ultimately, if a club's willing to pay that, then good luck to them. It's a short career. 
but I just think at the time they they are easy targets because they do earn this money and they're probably doing they are donating to charities. We should never find out what charities are donating to, and we should never find out if they are or they are donating yeah. to. No one knows if you or I donate to a charity. No one, and they're only the same. Yes, but they just get paid a lot more money. Um, I think it's an ideal opportunity though for footballers or sports stars to reconnect with the people. Because I think clubs put them on this pedestal, which then your average person, so the the two blokes talking, the ordinary blokes, don't connect with them anymore. It's lost. Yeah. And I think that's partly to do with clubs. Um, the 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 them so such high regard and untouchable. You, you sort of like detach them from the norms. And I think we've touched on this in the previous podcast, you know, rugby league still has the essence of the community and and, th- and things like that. And so do other sports. I think you get to top flight football, you, with the finances available, you sort of like detach it from the working man's spot. Yeah. But they're irrelevant. They are. That's yeah. The, the fancy cars, the posh clothes. Mm. They're irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. They don't need that. You know, having a nice house probably helps in this this current current climate. But all the other things, they don't probably they don't need as much money as what we get. And it's it's one of them things that I'll always disagree with for how much footballers get yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to what a rugby player gets paid. And, but that's that is what it is. That's fair enough. Um, that's to do with it. Yeah, yeah. That's a money, it's a different money, topic for yeah. Cause it's money, but it's yeah. revenue and and yeah. you know what. What will what someone's willing to pay for it, and it? it's a bit like your house value. Your house is only worth what someone's willing to pay. Yeah, the value of football only exists because of the TV rights companies and what they're willing to pay for it. And you know, the, the a window like uh, they created a bidding system, didn't they, by opening rights to games? Yeah. So then Sky, BT, Virgin, whoever, they compete. And they outbid each other. So then that only pushes up your value. Now, like, like you say, if you look at rugby league, there's only ever one broadcaster willing to take it on. And we're sort of like jumping to bed with them straight away and that's Sky. So then the value of rugby league never goes up. Whereas I think I know the TV deals up next, next year for Sky, isn't it? Um, if there is a, a similar a broadcaster out there that we're willing to take it, it might be worth the rugby league going with them or a streaming service or whatever, just as an experiment, just to sort of like put a bit of pressure back on Sky yeah. when that there is interest there. Um, but it'd be interesting, it'd be interesting to see what like what happens. But um, obviously, uh, Gary Everton came out with a couple of few comments, I don't know how much this will apply to lower leagues, but about player welfare. So, uh, would you be worried about player welfare when when your season starts? Because it's quite an important season for Unzler, uh, in terms of, realistically, you, you could have, or you are looking at promotion. Um, that's a realistic target for you, isn't it? Where you've set out in league and things. Um, are you concerned about player welfare, having to play two games a week if need be, or um, I think, I think 
if, if, if I'm honest, I always try and be professional as possible. So like like we spoke, I've I've trained and I've, I've continued to to work hard and, and try and keep my levels there. I think some some other players might not have, and that's not mm. just I'm not just talking yeah. about in, in general, um, because it's hard to motivate yourself. We see when it takes know, a lot of discipline, when, doesn't it? Yeah, when players retire, they never keep the same level of fitness and health very rarely because it's hard to keep yourself motivated without someone yeah. touching you, yeah, being yeah. behind you. So I think when we go back into playing, the, the players that haven't done anything, it's going to be difficult to to get back into it. You know, before the season starts, we have a, a pre-season where you, you build yourself, get yourself physically ready for it. Now, it's all well and good me saying, I've got myself ready for it mentally and, and, and I'm fit-wise, but my body's not going to be used to getting them knocks again. Like, yeah, it sounds, yeah. sounds daft, but you soon... Your body you have to soon, harden up, won't you? Yeah, your body soon softens and bruises and gets sore. And There's no... Me, me running 5K... It's great for my lungs and, and that, um, and my body's a bit sore. But it's not like running and being it and then getting up and going running again and being it. How your body the day after that? You can't replicate that unless I start running into a brick wall outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am worried in the fact of I would hate to be off for all this time, and I'll, I'll touch wood, to go back and start playing rugby again and get injured like that. Um, mm. Because... because your body's just not used to it. Um, and yeah, you know, it's going to be tough getting back into it because I've never, now I sit and think about it, like literally now, in my whole time playing rugby 20 years from being a kid to, to now, I've never had this much time away from it. No. Never. Yeah. Um. So, and that, I'm, I haven't thought about that, but, I, I think, yeah, when you go back, it's going to be strange. It's going to be like learning all over again, little things, passing a rugby ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, and with some other people, it, it, it loses where you're at. We, as a team, at Unset, where I play, we, we, we have something special. And mm. we still have, because we still we still connected on, on us WhatsApp groups and things like that. Um, but we'd built something so special. Momentum was flowing. Yeah, it's like a completely different season when we go back. A new thing, um, and you're going to play into the the winter months. I think normally you start a season in the rubbish weather. It's bloody. But then there's a bigger yeah. issue then with this and the contracts and stuff um, because obviously, yeah, there will be a window. Um, don't know the final details of contracts, but I should imagine they end around September, October time. Yes, and your new contract. I'm going off what I signed um, and your new contract starts 1st of December so there's going to be a four week period there if they overrun into that four week period you're effectively a free agent yeah. now no player's going to turn around and say oh I don't want to if you did so you've got two things here players who are playing for nothing as in the team's done they can't get playoffs and they can't get relegated especially in your division Um what are they playing for in that last four weeks? Because there's a bit of potential there that they could get injured and not earn a deal for next year and then they're not on a deal, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I know there's that pressure always there as in back end of a contract, but if you... There's no protection there, is there, for them four weeks? 
if that makes sense. Uh, I, think, I think what clubs need to do is, if they if they fail all the players or if they've not, is they need to make sure that they're like a temporary deal. Yeah, or or they need to say if the club pays over ten months or the twelve, they make sure they spread it over the twelve months. And the same with when you're back playing, the match terms needs to be. Yeah. They try and work it out somehow, whether it's percentages that you get paid. Because, yeah, like you said, for four weeks in November, when your season's normally done. But then you've got to look at the knock-on effect into next year as well, haven't you? Yeah, when you start again, when do you, when do you go into pre-season again? Because you need that break and lads go on holidays, which obviously holidays are last things people are thinking about a minute. But, um, yeah, when do you start again? And it, it does. It messes things up, doesn't it? It does. It's messed everything up. Um, but we'll get through it, and that's what you just got to just find a way. But everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? I guess that's yeah, yeah. Um, the same position. They are, yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, it'd be extra tough for you guys, though. Like you know, Super League. I know there's a stipulation in Super League that they. The the I think there's a, a rule in there that they're not allowed to play two games within five days. Um, because of the the amount that the body takes now that that that's not applicable, is it to uh, your national your championship and your championship one or whatever it's called? Because you you can't play Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday because that rule's broken, then isn't it? But that'd be the logical uh, way to go about it. But you, you can't, so I don't know whether they're, I don't know how they're going to bunch fixtures together. Um, you know, you've got a backlog. I know Super League's got a backlog, but they're um, they're, they're full time professionals, aren't they? And they've got big squads. Yeah, You're good. Think... You'll be going to work and and things like that. So we've got smaller leagues. There's only ten teams in our league. Uh, mm. Ten, um, and we did have quite a few. Um... Well, what's in Super League? There's only twelve, isn't there? Is it twelve? Yeah, but like there's things like I know they yeah they go further in Challenge Cups, so they play. But they come in later. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, um, there's, other, there's other cups that we have in our league that we're not in, yeah. but other teams are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a massive headache, isn't it, for everybody to work out? It just, you know, your businessmen and your CEOs, and the, 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 <clears throat> I'm not going to do anybody a disjustice here or slagging anybody off, but I, I think. Uh, player welfare will be uh, become secondary work in terms of in the short term to look after the long term of the club if that makes sense yeah the pound will be more important than the person I think um, oh, it will take because that's business but what is a player welfare issue you know and how well are the unions going to protect the players and and things like that. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. Um, it's going to, it, I think uh, outside of sport, it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds because again, the same thing as I'm saying there, money, the economy is the same thing, isn't it? We're soon going to be back at work, whether we're ready or not, because we need to be. Yeah. The, the economy needs us to be, because the money the pound is more important than the person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I do feel that there needs to come a point where we do need to kickstart it, um, but it needs to be safe. Um, but we don't know what safe is, do we? No. Let's be honest. Um, nobody knows what safe is. Um, 
it's really really strange. Um, we'll just get we'll just do what we get told to do. I think, but um, it's interesting from a sporting view because obviously we we see it all on Sky Sports News and we hear about it. But it's good to talk to you about it because you're sort of like involved. You know, you still got competition there. You're still getting paid for for it. Um, but I don't know your season will carry on. And I suppose in terms of rugby league, it was probably one of the most important seasons for Super League with the TV deal coming up next year. Yeah. It was their opportunity to showcase and maybe advertise to other broadcasters and to increase um, the sort of like exposure. Um, and it's it's going to be really... Strange of how they're going to get that back on on the. I know the NRL are under pressure out there um, of the TV deal, and they're going to start playing again twenty eighth for May. Um, because they're under that much pressure from I think is it Channel Fox that do it, don't they? And so they need the revenue from that. But obviously their pandemic's not as worse as as it's been under here, and how they've controlled it and and things like that. So they're in a safe environment to be able to play and then isolate after. Um, and I think they should be able to do that with football over here. There'll, there'll come a point where they'll be able to isolate the players and things because rugby in Australia is like football over here, isn't it? Um, they have the resources to do that. Yeah. But when it all unfolds and we have to start turning the cogs again and start moving, it'd be interesting to see how different our freer lives will be, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll still have a knock-on effect, but yeah. Um, but for you, I think it was an important season because um, you uh, a real chance of getting promoted, and like you say, it seems to stop that momentum, doesn't it? Um, and hopefully, you can you can rebuild, get that back, and kick on when it comes round. But we'll see how it all unfolds. Um, I'm just looking at the time here. We're about 50 minutes in without actually touching on the topic. <laughs> um, so we'll probably leave this rambling for there. Um, again, um, check out our social media pages. We've, I don't think we've been as active on them. I think we're trying to stay off our phones and, you know, sort of like do some good for our brains and, and yeah. not putting a pressure on thing, you're not getting bogged down. But still check out our social media and Twitter is at blokes too. Um Instagram's at TTBTP. Yes. I've not looked it out there. Um we've got a Facebook page, uh, the Two Blokes Talking Podcast, um YouTube channel, again, the Two Blokes Talking Podcast. Um I, I think that that's all our social media stuff, isn't it? Cheers, mate. So, yeah, uh, thanks for listening once again and uh, keep safe. Stay at home. That's it, guys. Stay safe. Speak to you soon. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.